Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Well, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to Hour 2 of Mornings with Carmen on this 18th of January, 2023. I want to start with um, a, a biblical reference here to a place called Goshen. When you think about Goshen, what comes to mind? Uh, Goshen in the Bible is a place of plenty, a place of comfort, and a place of peace. Goshen. If today you were to Google Goshen, let me tell you that the headlines that would uh, populate your um, feed would not be stories of plenty, comfort, and peace. Um, Goshen, California is in view today. In Goshen, California, um, a shooter, this is pretty graphic, so let me warn you in advance, a shooter stood over a 16-year-old mother who was clutching her 10-month-old baby She sought to uh, flee the scene of a mass homicide event, Um, but the shooters stood over her, holding her child, um, assassinated both of them. Uh, There are now six dead, um, all related to one another, in an event in Goshen, California. And uh, the sheriff um, has gone before the community and tried to describe the events in a way that will hopefully help them bring the perpetrators to justice. This is a community of just over 3,000 people where supposedly everyone knows everyone pretty well. But there are things in the reporting that suggest to me that people don't know one another very well in this community, um, and that all of the good that might have been done in advance of this event um, was not done. And so I want to spend a minute talking about what happened, why it happened, um, language that's used in relationship to it, and um, to seek to convict us to get out there today um, and to know our neighbors, to get out there today and to know our neighbors, and to connect with law enforcement in our own communities who may well know more than we know um, and and may be able to help us identify um, families at particularly high risk. So one of the things that the sheriff says is there's no reason for this. There's no reason for this. Now that might suggest that something was done without cause, that it was arbitrary, that it was random, but that is that is not what happened here. Because the sheriff also said, quote, none of this was by accident. It was deliberate, intentional, and horrific. So when he also says there was no reason, what does he mean? Well, he's pointing to the fact that um The shooters did not possess the capacity to reason. There was no reasoning. There's no, they're out of their minds, acting with out rational thought, driven by adrenaline, potentially fueled by drugs that prevented them from reasoning. There's no reason here. 
They couldn't reason between right and wrong or the ability to discern that the 16-year-old and her 10-month-old who were fleeing did not need to be tracked down and executed. We live in a day when reason is in short supply. It's interesting to me that today's verse of the day talks about this very thing. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has given us the spirit, not the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and what? A sound mind. A sound mind. That's from the Greek sophrone. It means to have a mind that is delivered, protected, safe, and secure. Do you have that mind today? Are you able to discern the times in which we live? Do you have the mind of Christ? It is a mind that is settled and certain and thinks clearly because it sees clearly the, re- the realities of light and dark and life and death and things present and things eternal. The article about what happened in Goshen says that the house was known to law enforcement. It was known to be a place where drugs were trafficked and gang activity was frequent. And then they make reference to two, at least two, maybe more, innocent victims. Both of the two highlighted here are minors. There's a 16-year-old with a 10-month-old child in a house known by law enforcement to be a place where illegal activity goes on on a regular basis. Is anyone else wondering why there were still minors living in a house known to law enforcement for being a place of gang and drug activity? And all the victims were related. We're talking here about a family, a family that was deeply broken, generationally so. There's a lot going on in this family. So who in Goshen knew them? And who is this family in your community? It's a particularly convicting note. For, uh, it's in, a, it's in a, one of the articles related to this, and it's from the ABC affiliate in the area who talked to the neighbors. Quote, one neighbor who did not want to be identified says the gunshots woke her up in the, in the middle of the night. She says she didn't know any of the victims, but now she's praying for them and she hopes justice is served. Now, wait just a minute. She's a neighbor who lives close enough to be awakened by gunfire, but she doesn't know any of them, not any of them. She doesn't know the 72-year-old grandmother that was killed. She doesn't know the 52-year-old man or his 49-year-old wife. She doesn't know the 19-year-old son or his 16-year-old sister who had a 10-month-old baby. She doesn't know any of them. We're talking about six people in a community of just 3,000, and this is your neighbor? And let's add to that, you're a person of prayer because that's what you're doing now. You're praying for them. I'm not sure that praying for them in death is, is, is as helpful as knowing them in life. This is a house familiar to law enforcement but not familiar to the closest neighbor? In the Bible, the land of Goshen was particularly blessed. It was lush. It was fertile. It was full of life. It's the place that Pharaoh gave to Joseph out of gratitude. It's where the descendants of Joseph lived. Read Genesis 45 today. But over the years, as we know, things changed at Goshen. People rose to power who knew not Joseph. And the people of Goshen were enslaved by the Egyptians. Eventually, Goshen was a place from which God's people had to be delivered. They had to be led out by Moses. Once a place of great promise, Goshen became a place from which God's people had to be liberated. Where in that life cycle is your neighborhood right now, or your town, or your city, or your nation? Where in that life cycle of Goshen are you? 
understanding the times in which we live. Let's have the mind of Christ. Let's be people who know how to reason. Bill English is going to join us next. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Bill English is back from BibleandBusiness.com. Hello, my friend. Hey, how are you today? Well, you know, I was a little, I was a little toasted there. Sorry, I got, I got on a, <clears throat> I got on a roll. You know what? I thought the spirit was just speaking through you. <laughs> oh, thank you, my friend. Hey, let's talk about your mom. Yeah. Okay, I was, this is I was really surprised cool. you saw that. <laughs> okay, so if you go to BibleandBusiness.com, one of the things that you'll find is this podcast series called Profiles in Stewardship. Um, and you get to see and hear Bill's mom. How cool is that? All right, tell us about your mom and tell us about her um, Profiles in Stewardship um, testimony. Well, mom was one of my best friends in life. She passed in 2009. I still miss her. Uh, she was a, a, a Christian school teacher and eventually a Christian school principal for 34 years. And uh, back in 2007, going into 2008, I thought, you know, I should just record my mom talking about a whole bunch of stuff, her life in Florida, her life in Indiana, you know, things that she had learned throughout life. And and she was a wise woman. And so over a couple of different trips to Indiana, which is where I grew up, I grew up in Indianapolis. Um, she, uh, I just spent time recording her and I just say, what do you want to talk about? I turn on the camera and what do you want to talk about? And she'd start talking. And after 30 minutes, you know, we'd stop and get a Coke and then keep going. So that was, that was what that was. All right. And in one of those, she shared her testimony. She did. She meandered into sharing her testimony, which you know, as a guy in his late 40s, early 50s, uh, you know, I ha I had never heard. It was mm -hmm. something that we just didn't talk about in our family. And uh, and so when I heard it, it was it was really quite interesting because I knew a lot of the people and the churches and and the environment, but I'd never heard her talk about uh, her testimony. So um, when you think about the value of this entire experience, the value of, uh, of going and being with her over, you know, over a course of time and setting up a video camera and just asking her, hey, what do you want to talk about? And then letting her, letting, letting it flow. Like when you look back and now you have this treasure, right? Oh, um, yeah. It, yeah. Just talk about the value of that, that others might be encouraged to go and do likewise. You know, um, I, I get to hear her voice. And her laugh, making me all emotional here, Carmen. Uh, it's so valuable uh, to be able to go back and visit with my mom. And uh, it's, um, you know, you listen to stuff repeatedly and uh, you hear more things. It's just like reading the scripture. You know, you read a scripture, you, you get one thing out of it. You read the same scripture, you get something new out of it. And it's kind of like that. It's also my kids. Now they're, you know, David's 25 going on 26. Anna, you know, she's 24 now. And they're going, man, I'm glad we have these. I can get to know my grandma well, because she died when they were young, right? They were late elementary when she passed. 
and they don't really remember her. But now they have something that they can go back and say, oh, this is what my grandma was like. So it's uh, it's really cool with, with the technology that we have today to be able to go and and record a family member and and to find out what they were like. Uh, when when I think back of of the people that I wish I could get to know, wouldn't it be fun if we actually have video of George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or um, maybe Josephus, right, or Abraham mm-hmm. or those other people, people that I really look forward to getting to know in heaven. Uh, wouldn't it be fun if we had some video and audio of them today? So I would encourage people to uh, honor their parents and their grandparents by, uh, you know, grabbing a video camera or grabbing your your smartphone or whatever it is you have and uh, and just record several hours of them talking about their life and, and what they believe and why they believed it. And, you know, why did they make some decisions that they make? And, you know, and, and maybe some of the bad times as well as the good and learn from that. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much. It was a gift to um, to find it at BibleandBusiness.com in the Profiles and Stewardship series. Um, it's been even a greater blessing to talk with you about it today. We're talking with Bill English. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about debt. We're going to talk about debt. An increasing share of Americans actually spend more than they earn. We're going to talk about why that matters. We're also going to talk about the United States and her debt problem as well. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Maybe you're thinking in this new year you'd like to change the world. Well, you can start by changing the world for one child. We're partnering with One Child Again, and you can sponsor a child now at MyFaithRadio.com. What happens when you sponsor a child through One Child? Well, you're going to be linked to a boy or a girl who lives in a country other than your own. Uh, and you're going to help supply for their tangible needs. Yes, they're going to receive the gospel of Jesus, but they're also going to receive educational assistance, supplemental food, clothing, healthcare services, and opportunities for love, friendship, and encouragement. The cost is just $39 a month, and you can sponsor a child right now at MyFaithRadio.com. So if you want to change the world this year, why don't you start by changing the world for one child? Sponsor a child today at MyFaithRadio.com. We're talking with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. Bill, um, Americans individually have a problem with debt, um, but the United States collectively also has a problem mm. with debt. Um, roam around in any of this, or start wherever you want to start, and then we'll just roam around together. Yeah, you know, the the debt ceiling, I, I think our conversation is being prompted by the debt ceiling issue that we're, that we're seeing play out in Congress this week. Uh, they'll be able to to wrangle this really through June, and then it's really going to become a difficult thing, and they'll start shutting down parts of the government. Look, the debt ceiling is a legal limit dating back to 1917 that capped the level of debt that the federal government could assume. The Treasury has wide discretion right now by law on the type of debt instruments that it uses to fund the debt of the federal government. Today, our debt is at uh, 31.3 really 31.4 trillion dollars and i you know i just wanted to do a quick walk through here when clinton was finished with his two terms we had 5.7 trillion in debt when george bush uh, 43 ended his term we had 10.6 trillion 
When Obama ended his term, we had $19.9 trillion, an increase of $9.3 trillion during Obama's years. And when Trump ended his term, we had 27.7. So Trump increased it by almost $8 trillion. And today we're sitting at uh, 31.4, which means it's gone up uh, at prorated uh, about $7.5 trillion uh, during Biden's term. Um, the argument on, on, on the debt ceiling, uh, I, I know a lot of our audience is against, uh, uh, raising the debt ceiling, but the argument for, for raising it is because it, it doesn't authorize any new spending or any new tax cuts. It just merely acknowledges the past, uh, congressional decisions, uh, for spending. And, uh, so, you know, the proponents say, look, this this spending has already been approved by Congress. You need to raise the debt ceiling so that we can fulfill our obligations. But I think what you're going to see play out are, are a lot of concessions. Or they're going to try and get a minority of the lawmakers in the House are going to try and get concessions. Um, and I, I just don't think it's going to end well for the Republicans in the House on this one. I just don't think they have the muscle or the political uh, power to get through what some of these lawmakers want to get through. Well, and we live in the midst of a people who just ask creditors to keep raising our own limit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and so I do think that in terms of a, uh, it, yes, if you sit down and you do the math, you say we can't keep living this way. Um, but people say that all the time in their own personal experience, and yet they keep living that way. Um, and so as a nation, we keep saying, well, we can't keep living this way. And yet um, the the moral courage and the leadership um, capital necessary to actually change our pattern of behavior as Americans um, in terms of the things that we collectively fund out of money we don't have, um, like that just doesn't exist. We don't have those kinds of leaders. I, I don't know who they are. If they're yeah, they there. don't exist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, look, you're, you're, you are spot on, Carmen. This is not a Republican or a Democrat problem. This is a, this is an American cultural problem. Look, um, I, I, I did a little research for the spot real quick. You know, state government debt, total states, all 50 states, 1.2 trillion. Student debt is at 1.7 trillion. The unfunded pensions from the states, uh, is 1.25 trillion. Uh, we owe 11.39 trillion on debt, on mortgage debt, collectively as a nation. We owe almost a trillion on credit cards, one and a half trillion on auto loans, and here's the here's the kicker: the unfunded Social Security obligations over the next 30 to 50 years is estimated to be 87 trillion dollars, and that's by Congress. That's not that's not a think tank. Um, you're right. We can't keep going. At some point, this whole thing implodes and the party ends. And I, I don't know what happens at that point, but it's not. It, it, the, I don't have a plausible scenario where this ends well for the United States of America. It could end well for the church in terms of our ability to reach the lost and to bring people into the kingdom and to, to turn people from their allegiance to money to an allegiance to Christ. Uh, but as a nation, I don't. I just don't see how this ends well. I, I don't see a plausible scenario there. And right, by the that. way, uh, Paul, tell tell Paul to cue up the bummer bill <laughs> cue, Wednesday. 
Cue music, up the right? Bummerville Wednesday music. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, but it's reality, right? And um, it is. Yeah, and re- reality is a sobering. Yeah, she, 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 she's sobering, man. So, um, thank you, thank you for being a person of a sound mind. Um, thank you for being a, a person with whom we share the spirit of the living God. And thank you for helping us understand the times in which we live. Like all of that is so important. Well, you are welcome, and let's pray that the church gets ready and can be very effective in this coming tsunami. That's that's yeah. my prayer. Amen. I also think that um, we should think ahead to our conversation related to Mother's Day, and we should get some audio of your mom. Could we do? Oh, that? you want? Uh, do you want yeah. me to put some more audio together? Well, I think that between you and me and Paul, we ought to find some audio from all of your stuff from your mom, and we ought to have like a conversation where we listen to her. What do you think about that? Okay, I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah, I'll I'll work with Paul on that. Well, there you go. Carmen, planning ahead on live on air. This is not (laughs) unusual. Hey, thank you, brother. We appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you. Take care. (laughs) That's Bill English. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com, including his mom's testimony in the Profiles in Stewardship series. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. Except for Winnie the Pooh. But that's all. This is a kingdom. All right, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen, and so let me just ask this question. Why? Like, why? Why are you listening to Mornings with Carmen? Jessica Lally is a regular listener. I'm going to ask her that question. Um, We're also going to have her, she's been with us before, we're going to ask her to share um, about this approach that she takes to life as a Christian. Um, It's just sort of like hashtag BOLO, be on the lookout. What does that mean? Um, what does that mean and how does she do that? Jessica um, has an organization, um, a ministry, a business called Voices to Connect. Um, uh, I am a client of Voices to Connect. So, you know, full disclosure here, like, right, she, Jessica represents me through Voices to Connect so that I can have um, speaking opportunities. Uh, and so that's what Voices to Connect does. They match motivational, inspirational speakers with organizations that desire to have really intentional content. Um, And so Jessica is a person who invests in others, trying to discover and and help thought leaders like me that we could be in places of influence um, for the advancement of God's kingdom purposes. So that's uh, that's who she is and that's what she's doing. She's going to join us next. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBurge. This is Faith Radio. I've got a friend. Her name's Jessica Lally. Um, She's been my best friend since high school. She's also my speaking representative or my agent, I guess. Uh, She represents me at Voices2Connect.com. Jessica, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so fun um, to talk with you. Um, All right. So tell people what you do at Voices to Connect so that they can have a sense of like your your passion and the way God's using your your gifts and abilities. 
Well, Carmen, you may not even realize this, but it really started when I would hear you speaking many years ago, and I thought more people need to hear your voice. And that was the catalyst for us, um, for me starting the company. And then I have a co-founding partner, Julie Schaffner, and we are now giving people's vision a voice. So now, um, in addition to your voice, we're stewarding the influence of other Christian leaders in the marketplace and in ministry to expand their work. Um, and so we've done that with like forging partnerships with ministries because obviously two are better than one. And um, we've just been having so much fun doing this. I love that. And so one of the people that I connected with through you um, is Lila. And I want to talk about Lila because you recently went on your second trip to Egypt with um, not just Lila, but a bunch of others. And so for those of you who are listening, you'll recognize um, you'll recognize Lila from Not Guilty. Um, and so just a just a reminder that that's a ministry that we have talked about. So um, talk about your recent trip to Egypt and who Lila is and, you know, just wander around in that for a moment. Um, well, Lila and her husband, Wahid Waba, live here in Atlanta, but they're from Egypt and they started a ministry about 20 years ago um, under the name Melty, Middle East Leadership Training Institute. And so they serve persecuted Christians in ways through these institutes to equip them, um, translating a lot of material into people's language, mostly Arabic, so that the Christians can have access to these this transformative content. And um, so we have, in the last two years, connected them with other ministries here in the U.S., so that their material could get translated and then put on conferences. So last year um, we did one with the Ron Blue Institute and this year it was with Radical Mentoring so that the, the Christians there could now be equipped to go out and launch that in these, um, you know, maybe 15 countries in the Middle East. That's so amazing. So on this most recent trip to Egypt, you um, you shared with me that you met a new believer. First of all, mm-hmm. just like, okay, that's pretty extraordinary. It it was very impactful to you. So talk about that. And then I will also want you to talk about like, how is that new believer now going to get discipled? Because she doesn't come from a family or supportive community, you know, where she knows a lot of Christians. So, so can you share with us the story of the person you met and then um, how she's going to get discipled now as a new believer? Yes. So we hear things on the news. A lot of times we hear just a lot of bad news um, or things that make us fearful, things that also make us fearful of meeting people that don't look like us or maybe don't seem like they would have our faith. But this young woman is 20 years old. She was um, from Saudi Arabia. She came to the U.S. for college for a little bit, and then she was sent back to um, finish college in um, in Egypt because her family was afraid that she might be becoming a Christian. And her life is at stake if they mm-hmm. find out. Um, and she was very bold in being participating in the conference and so hungry to learn. Um, had had some um, some people along the way that maybe did not steer her in a good way, but um, through the um, through Lila's ministry, Not Guilty Inc., which helps people that have you know suffered through trauma and and all kinds of um, things. Um, she's participating in the conference and she's so hungry, but she's going to need after the conference, someone that's going to keep sticking with her. Right. And what's amazing is many years ago, Lila for many years has mentored women 
But this one particular woman also was at the conference that she mentored maybe 15 years ago. And so she was, let's say, hand-selected and already equipped to now partner with this young woman and be her mentor. So it's great to go to conference, but now this is this is this person that's been strengthened through the ministry that's going to be really walking alongside her. Yeah, I love um, how woven together this story is because you go, you know, you go back many, many years and you have Lila, who's this uniquely gifted woman, a physician trained in trauma counseling, on fire for Jesus. She has um, invested herself in and mentored many people along the way. And now Mm -hmm. at this conference, there's this new new baby believer who really mm-hmm. does need a mentor that can't be Lila Lila's here in the United States and she's doing other right. things like but, but the right. person or one of the people who Lila discipled and mentored 15 years ago is now in a position to disciple and mentor this young woman and strengthen her um in in her walk of faith um that is really extraordinary and wonderful um if people mm-hmm. want to connect with um with Lila and Wahid where would they do that well, they would go to um, two different websites. One for Lila is notguiltyinc.org. And then for the um, the ministry here in the U.S. that serves, that's the umbrella for the one in the Middle East is the number four, the letter G, the number three.org. <clears throat> and um, do well, how about how we include about? We'll include those links. If you're listening right now and you're like, I missed that, 4G3.org, notguiltyinc.org. We'll include those links in the show notes today, which you can get later today at myfaithradio.com or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Um, Yeah, sorry, Jessica, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, a lot of times we hear about things, and and but until, I think for me, just having been able to physically go there and meet these people... Um, how my perception changed so much after meeting these people face to face that it changed me coming back. So as wonderful it was to be there for these two trips, 10 days, um, I, 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 I've actually approaching people differently since I've been home. Talk, talk about that. What do you mean? Cause you approach people um, all the time. Like you're like the approacher. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, I, I recently, just a week ago, I was in Costco and there was um, a family not speaking English. I believe they were from India and they were really struggling trying to figure out honestly what kind of cheese to buy. Right. And so I just looked over and asked, do you need some help? And so I was able to, you know, give them some help. Now I am not necessarily don't need to like give them a Bible and um, <laughs> do things like that. Um, but just, I think just to be approaching people and not be afraid and just show kindness um, is a really good step for um, impacting people for the Lord. Yeah, you are one of my favorite um, people who recognizes that everybody's business is your business because it's all the mm-hmm. Father's business and you're right. deployed for him. And I love that. So we're talking with Jessica Lally. She is my friend um, since high school days. So if you ever wanted to know anything about me, she's the person you should ask. Um, she also represents me as a speaker um, and that website is voices to connect.com. Um, hey, Jessica, you um, you have booked me for something coming up at the end of March and people listening don't know about it. So oh. you, you want to share? Oh, yes. This is so exciting. This is the Christian Leadership Alliance, um, which meets once a year. It's going to be in Chicago the last week of March. 
Um, Carmen is keynoting one of the events. Um, it's a it's a great gathering of Christian leaders that could be leading in business or in nonprofit or in ministry. Um, so we could put that link in the show notes too. And um, you're going to keynote, and then Dr. Roger Parrott from Bellhaven University will be doing a CEO breakout, and then we're actually giving a talk about in, um, encouraging people how to give their vision a voice. I love that. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes. Um, it occurred to me that was a okay. good thing to ask you to talk about because, yeah. you know, I don't like talking about what I'm doing. I know, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> so we're talking with Jessica Lally. When we come back, um, I'm going to ask her about the value of making friends first. What does it, um, what does it look like to, um, you know, to be about the father's business out there in the world that he so loves and to just make it a priority to make friends first. I'm also going to ask Jessica to describe again her whole approach to life, which is BOLO. Hashtag be on the lookout. She was recently in Panera. We're going to ask about that. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. In a circle of friends, we have one father. In a circle of friends. Jessica Lally is uh, here today. We've been, um, we've been walking as sisters in Christ since we were juniors in high school. Um, she can... <laughs> She knows all the stories. Um, and so, Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. You are a regular listener to this show, which um, still, like, shocks and surprises me um, and delights my heart. Um, you take Newman. Newman! I don't know if he can hear me right now. Newman no. is Jessica's dog, and uh, and he loves me. They go for a walk and listen um, to the show. And recently, we were... Um, we were talking like I'm talking on air right now and you were walking and you stopped into Panera. What happened next? Yes. So this is part of my routine. Um, I have a coffee membership at Panera and I have friends that work there <laughs> where they're my friends now. Um, so I walk Newman. I listen to Faith Radio because I, I want to start my day that way to, to hear the news really equipping me so I can have conversations. But this day, Carmen, you were asking everyone, you were interviewing that woman about what's your word for the year. And mm -hmm. you had just said your word was peace. Um, I know last year the word was purge. So I'm glad because that you, purge because you helped me because you came and helped me purge. That's why, you know, last year's word was purge. Okay. This year's word is peace. Go ahead. It's word peace. So I go into Panera. I've just heard this little thing, but I'm honestly, I'm just going to get the coffee and leave and say, hi, I might say hi to my, the lady that was checking me out. Her name is Audrey. And she said something about Happy New Year. And I said, so I just happened to ask her, do you have a word for the year? And she quickly said yes. And the word, her word was peace. I know. It's amazing, oh. right? Yes. And so I was able to ask her a little, little bit about it. She told me that she's already been working on that. And that part of it was protecting, having boundaries um, with some people that I think have been real toxic in her life. Mm. But anyway, we have a wonderful conversation and I really didn't care that there were five people waiting in line. 
Um, but when I'm there, I have encouraged, I do try to get to know their names and call them by name. And I told Audrey that she needs a name tag. So the next day she had her name tag on um, because people are important. Their names are important. Um, so that's my, that's my one, one of my Panera stories. <laughs> All right. So Jessica, you're really good at that. Um, there are people listening right now who are like, I don't, I don't have any idea how I would strike up a conversation with a total stranger. And then you're going to say, well, Audrey's not a total stranger. Like we already have a, a relationship. She, you know, she, I get coffee every day. Um, right. I see her on a regular basis. Um, and you had, uh, you know, you had a question to ask because you'd heard it here on the show. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. you know, right. Yeah. Do you have a word for the year? That's a pretty simple conversation starter. Um, I've used mm-hmm. it a couple of times as well. Um, hey, it's the beginning of the new year. I'm wondering, you, you got a word for for the year or a song for the year, um, you know, among Christians, a verse for the year or something you're working on this year, all those kinds of things. Um, you uh, you have this making friends first approach now that you've returned from Egypt and you, you like have this, I, I won't say that it's a new value for you, but it's a refreshed mm-hmm. value Talk about making friends first, like leading with friendship instead of trying to like lead with, I don't know, the the, the Roman road. <laughs> well, it's something that um, I have enjoyed doing, but I've learned this also from Lila Waba, who, who leads the Not Guilty Inc. ministry. Um, she said that especially making friends with people of other cultures and other faith, that your, your first thing is maybe meeting their felt needs or befriending them and not being in a hurry. Um, because a lot of times, let's say the people that come here from other countries might have hostile ideas about us and only think, you know, we're all about Hollywood and we do all these, you know, X-rated kind of things. But um, we can make friends first and be at a pace. And Carmen, I remember you talking about being at the grocery store and you had seen a woman that was completely covered and um, she was trying to pick a cantaloupe and you went over there. You were you just asked her, how do you decide which one is ripe? Yeah. OK, well, like, it was an onion. It was an onion. But you're so close. Oh, oh, I've been telling it is the cantaloupe story. Um, <laughs> I still but, don't know how to pick a cantaloupe, but I know how to pick an onion because she taught me how. Well, you know how to disarm people. Mm. And I think what I love is um, helping people. Um, I don't know, just engaging with people, especially when they don't expect it. And one of my um, more recent stories is there is a makeup store called Sephora. Mm -hmm. And I went to find some specific makeup. And while this lady was trying to help me figure out what color on my eyeshadow or something, which I don't even wear every day, she, I asked her, I just asked her, do you work here every day? Um, I wasn't really, I didn't have a game plan. Okay. I just was interested (laughs) And she had a little bit of a sigh and she kind of dragged out a a sigh. And then, and I, and I said, well, is it, you know, she said, yes. And I said, well, is that good? She's like, well, I wish I could work fewer hours and make more money. And I said, oh, well, have you ever thought about being a makeup artist? And she said, yes, but I have to get faster. Well, I happen to know several Christians who are makeup artists. So I connected with her. I showed her on Instagram, the people that I thought would be good to follow. I didn't have to say, Oh, I'm a Christian. And so are these people, but I knew it's kind of like good to have in your Rolodex people in the marketplace who are believers. So when you come across people in those different industries, you know where to direct them. And so I was able to do that. 
Um, I may never see her again. I did get her name and like send a review in to the, you know, to the thing and say she gave me great service. Um, but I don't, not everybody has to be an everyday person, but if you can leave some, you know, do the fertilizing on people, then God does the rest. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's so good. And that's so you, um, uh, so here's a quick story for you. Um, Uh, Because this is, you'll appreciate all of these connections. So Jessica and I went to a camp called Pioneer Plunge when we were in high school because we were both involved in an organization called Young Life. And our Young Life leader's name is Kathy Connor. So now this goes back a ways because, Jess, we're not young anymore. Um, And uh, and so Kathy Connor has been in our lives since we were like 15 and we're now like 54, right? Something like that. I mean, right? Am I close? Something like that. Yes. All right. we are. So we a are. while. Kathy Connor's been in our life a while. So this past weekend, I was in a conversation and I was sitting at a dinner table and this person and I are like, you know, I'm only like three questions away from your your next door neighbor anyway, ever. So um, eventually we get to this point of connection. Well, our point of connection in the world, this guy and me, our point of connection is Kathy Connor. Um, and so he takes a selfie of the two of us and sends it to her. And I have to tell you, her response and reply on the text message, like, made me weep. Because oh. I'm like, I know, I know. Because, like, I, I know. So I just I just wanted to share that with you because you would totally appreciate it. And well, that the Carmen, world the world is so small and yet so big. I just loved it. Well, I have a great visual. It was, I think, 2018. You were the keynote speaker for the National Day of Prayer Breakfast in Tampa, our hometown. And Kathy was your, um, introduced you, Kathy Connor. Um, and I thought, wow, what a blessing to see the fruit of, you know, back to the mentoring mm. and back to how mm-hmm. you invest in people's lives. Like she didn't know at the time, you know, what kind of life you would li- live and that. No, because I was a mess. Right. No, that's right. Totally. 100%. <laughs> It's so amazing. All right. So shout out today to Kathy Connor um, and the way she shepherded my heart and Jessica's heart when we were very young believers in Jesus. Um, Shout out to Jess for the way that you are um, making it possible for Christians of influence to get in front of other people and more and more people. Shout out to um, um, Wahid and Lila and their ministry. You guys should check it out, 4G3.org or notguiltyinc.org. All the links will be in the show notes today. Jess, um, thank you so much. I love you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, you can find Jessica at voicestoconnect.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. This is a new day. All right, I'm going to encourage you to be operating today out of the spirit of power and love and a sound mind, living in a world that is deeply confused and broken and angry, um, and frankly, among Christ- many Christians who are operating out of a spirit of fear and timidity. Um, God has given us not a spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline. God's given us his own spirit. You are possessed of and possessed by the spirit of the living God. What can the world do to you? Like Seriously, what can the world do to you? If you are a, pres- a person possessed of and possessed by the spirit of the living God, 
then how does that change the way you see yourself and the day that you're going to live and how you're going to carry yourself and the conversations that you're going to have and how you're going to view other people and how you're going to engage with them? You are possessed of and possessed by the spirit of the living God. And you have all that power and all that love and that mind, the very mind of Christ. Be blessed as you walk your faith out into the world that God so loves in ways that honor Jesus. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.